You're listening to the itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're scratching one of my favorite itches, which is the itch for a list. <laughs> Man, I'd be loving some lists. <laughs> Y'all don't even know. Especially the, the top 10 of a list. That's right. Especially this is the best of a list. This is the, the most latest list. list ever. The greatest list ever. Of, no, the latest list ever. The latest list. <laughs> the greatest list of 2021. The latest and greatest. Yeah. Yes. It's the top 10 albums of 2021 as decided via a very fair polling method by the itch. <laughs> <laughs> amongst ourselves. Collective spreadsheet. The collective spreadsheet that we put together that merged all of our selections into one difficult but not impossible to argue with list. <laughs> yeah, correct. I think we're all ultimately satisfied with how this turned out. Yeah, and I agree. it definitely reflects our common the commonalities we have in our tastes. Yeah, unlike the last episode with eleven through twenty, all of these that are on this list were were on my list. <laughs> really, there's actually a couple on here that didn't make mine. Which we'll we'll get to in time. Yeah, there was one of them on here that was not on my list as well. <laughs> there's one of there's one of them on here that I actually wish wasn't on the list at all. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> so, but still, I'm actually now that I look at okay, seven out of ten ain't bad. I'll take. I that. do think we should recap the twenty through eleven real quick. Let's do that. So last week, in the previous episode. We gave you albums 20 through 11, and we gave you the nominees for the Itch Awards, which we'll be revealing the results of that later this week. And if you didn't vote, too bad. Yep. (laughs) You missed out. (laughs) Uh, So at number 20, we had Blacktop Mojo with their self-titled fourth album. At number 19, we had Don Bronco, Amazing Things. 18 was Limp Bizkit, Still Sucks. 17, Royal Blood with Typhoons. 16, Des Rocks, a real good person in a real bad place. 15, Dead Poet Society with Explanation Point. Number 14 was Foo Fighters with Medicine at Midnight. 13 was Mammoth WVH with his self-titled album. Number 12 was Dirty Honey with their self-titled album. Number 11, Cam Cole, Crooked Hill. And now we're getting into the top 10. Indeed. I am ready for this. (laughs) So rounding out the top 10. All good things with a hope in hell. And not only did I love this album, but, you know, it was such a pleasure getting to talk to him and getting to kind of understand the creative process behind this album, too. Yeah, that was that was really enjoyable with talking to Dan Murphy, especially getting some of the, the inside scoop on a couple of the tracks, especially Hyro the Hero, the one that he was featured on. Yeah, and that is a fantastic track. And, and, and every time I hear that song, I think of Dan Murphy, like what he said, too. He's like, you know, it's just crazy. Like, he just comes in and, and this first line, <laughs> it just hits hits you. And it's like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> if you, we've mentioned Hyro the Hero a lot lately. And I want to encourage people again to follow that guy on Instagram. He is freaking hilarious. Yes, he is. He just freestyles over like anything. Yes. And so when I see that stuff, I'm like, I 100% believe the story. That Dan Murphy told. (laughs) But yeah, that was a great interview. Back on episode 57, you can go to itchrocks.com slash 57 to hear that one. Um, And that just got us more excited for this album and and for seeing them live, which Casey and I got to do a couple months later. Yeah. 
and the album is just great. Like, you know, their first two albums were good. They weren't put together meant to meaning, you know, they weren't like compiled with the intent to be a, a, an album. And this one, the most recent one, a hope in hell that was, you know, them going in the studio as a band, putting together an album uh, and, and they created gold. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. It was, if you heard their story, which we've been over a few times, you know, they've, they started out as sort of a, a session band that um, that created songs for soundtracks and video games and the like. And this was really their first proper album as a band band where they're like, we're going out on tour. We're releasing regular singles. We're collaborating with people and it worked out. And I love that. There's a lot of songs on this album that feel like they could be singles. And, you know, and a lot of songs that featured uh, some really great artists that are singles as well, actually. <laughs> yeah. The only one that's not is the one with Tyro the Hero, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. But, you know, the other thing I really love about this song, this whole album, actually, is that, you know, it's just one of those albums that if you're just not feeling in a good place, you're, you know, just down and out for whatever reason, it's a good album to put on. And and it's just a very uplifting kind of empowering album. Yeah, I would say it fills that role in our in this top 10 list. That's definitely being probably the most just this. This will lift your spirits. Uh, and give you some motivation to push on. Yeah. All right. So what one thing we want to do with each of these 10 albums is kind of give you, the listener, a starting point. By all means, we encourage you to listen to the whole thing. They're on this list for that reason. But if you just want to pick and choose a couple to see and, you know, test your taste out a little bit, we've got a few itch approved tracks from each album to start that journey for you. Casey, what do you what is your pick from uh, All Good Things, A Hope in Hell? Uh, mine would be track seven machines oh okay actually had that one on my little short list as well how about you dan i'd have to say kingdom track one that was still the one that i want to become see become the la kings theme song (laughs) hasn't happened yet that i know of but i'm still pushing and holding out hope for it i'm gonna go with for the glory the big single that one just killed it live whenever we whenever we saw them that it lived up to the hype as their kind of their big breakthrough yeah it did yeah you know, if I had to choose a close second, push me down is another one. Like that's my song. Like that really like helps me feel empowered. I, I all year like that's the one I kind of go to, and I'm like, yeah, you can't push me down. That's right. <laughs> there that's you right. go. So that's that's the whole flavor of the week right there. We just figured out. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. We got to give a little bit of love, particularly to the ones who uh, we have spoken with, which brings us to number nine on the list. One yes. of the most fun times ever. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so number nine is Oxymorons and their EP Mohawks and Do-Rags. I want to note that it is not easy for an EP to make the top 10 for us. It has happened, but it's very rare because we, we are a little bit biased in favor of full albums. But this was such a good EP and we had such a good time getting to know them and understanding what the Oxymorons are about in episodes 81 and 82 that it it. It was worth it. It it made it on that merit. Well, and there's just so many great songs on here. And it's like they said that, you know, this is the true way uh, to blend rap and rock. Like there's not there. There's not like one particular sound or one particular song that has like its own. Like, it's just all awesome. Like it's all just all over the place sound wise. But it's just them. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to explain. It is true. It, it's yeah. crazy. I- I just I, I listened back to those episodes the other day and I just I had to laugh a lot when Jaffe was talking about how rap rock was 
a white guy going yeah. skippity boppity boop. Skippity boppity boop. Boopy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did you just make fun of corn? He totally yep. did. He did. Like, he yeah, he totally did. And I, I almost <laughs> wanted to call him out for it. Uh, well, he called <laughs> himself out. Well, he specified yeah. that they are fans of that band, but the point yeah. they were making was that these are genres that have so much history with black musicians and the ones that you think of when you think of them merging are white musicians. Right. Yeah. Well, Which is a and, fair point. <laughs> yeah. Just, when he, when he said that line, I, I wanted to add, <laughs> I wanted to add the ending. Jonathan Davis. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, Mohawks and do rags was great stuff. Probably is this, this might be the only album on the top 10 that has skits in it. At least funny ones. Um, <laughs> There might be some little interludes in a couple of the other albums, but yeah, I was going to say I think the only two albums on our entire list that had skits of any kind would have been uh, the Limp Biscuit album and then this album, which there also is kind of funny that it falls into the rap rock genre. There <laughs> yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not only is it rap rock, but you got to have a skit in your in your album. <laughs> so again, I know we we've been selling this one a lot, but the, those interviews really did mean a lot to us. We are very we stand by them and we're very proud of them and. And the um, the insight you can gleam into just what it's like to be an artist, particularly an artist who is a person of color. And um, and then also, you know, um, what bodegas to go to and what ones to avoid in New York City. There's a lot of <laughs> yeah. a lot of good stuff in there. Um, it was awesome. That was so much fun. And it's yeah. not on the album, but, you know, it's still some really good stuff. There was this was their debut with um, Jason Allen Butler of Fever 333 his three 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 records crew it's kind of yeah. their little little label he's in there with some elite company nova twins are part of that and those guys are going to be on tour with them as well with the grandson coming out soon that's going to be a killer tour and you got to root for those type of labels you know those artists yeah very much so yeah so what are our what are our itch approved tracks for the oxymorons mohawks and durags ep my itch approved track for this album would be Green Vision, and uh, that was my favorite track of the year. <laughs> yeah, you, you did love it. I've had that song. St- I've had that song stuck in my head more often than not for like three or four days now. <laughs> it won't go away. <laughs> I, I get another one of their songs stuck in my head, and I, it's going to be my cho- my choice is uh, Django. Oh, I, I absolutely I, I love that song, and it's not you know it just. I don't know. It's just an amazing song, to be honest. I've had that one in my head a little bit, too. <laughs> well, and it's something that kept coming up in the interviews that they said as well. It's like, oh, I love that band. You know why? Because he's black. Uh, <laughs> you know, I love that artist because he's black. I want to see it because they're black. And it makes sense. I mean, you know, like they were surprised when we were, uh, you know, when they heard that we were fans of Skindred. And it's just, yeah, it makes sense. Like, I, I didn't think about that kind of stuff. You know, it right. really did open my eyes, but like, especially because like we're, when, when we mentioned like the artist that made a name for themselves in rap rock, only one of them was black. Right. Yep. You know, when we're talking to them, to the oxymorons anyway. So it, it's just it's very interesting. Like they definitely opened my eyes and uh, educated me. And so what would your recommended track be? Aaron? I'm going to go with Justice, the lead off track on this one. And we had that was uh a big chunk of part two of our conversation was kind of leaning into what that looks like and feels like to be out there pursuing equality and representation and also sometimes getting tired of yes of, uh, of that fight. So 
But yeah, for an EP to make it, especially into the top 10, like we've been saying, all of the tracks have to be phenomenal, and this pulls it off. (laughs) Yep. Moving on to number eight, this one came out in February, and on the same day as another album that we'll see later on in this list. And it's hard for an album to stick around and still be regarded uh, for that long. But Teenage Wrist and Earth is a Black Hole, I loved this one like that first listen to me this was a a no skips album start to finish it's only 30 some minutes so it's also a quick listen but they just their sound was so cool it just ran so much of the gamut of sounds that i loved particularly like 90s sounds you kind of had you know a mixture of like some grungy stuff and some like jimmy world kind of stuff and i don't know it's very hooky and and those guys were pretty cool i've heard some interviews we saw them live talk to Talked to them for a minute, and uh, they were very cool people. So that one's coming in at number eight. Some more newcomers. We got a lot of young bands here at the beginning. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and a few more coming up later on now that I look at it. So <laughs> what's your guys' take on that one, on old Teenage Wrist? This was the one that didn't make my list, but I'm actually I'm actually kind of disappointed because I, I don't know if I realized I actually had this in uh to listen to so oh. I, I probably it probably would have probably would have done a little bit better if i would have actually listened to it uh, so it, a lot more than i did it might have been a sin of omission i had i i almost had one of those that's coming up later on yeah i forgot about until the last minute <laughs> yeah I, I mean i believe i listened to it a little bit when it when it came when out we did the episode, that was back yeah. in like february i mean right so yeah i, I apologize i probably Put, maybe would have put this a little bit on my list. I don't know. I, I can't say, to be honest, uh, it, it yeah. got omitted. So that's my bad. I think even back when it came out, I was the one who was the most championing it. But I think you guys did legitimately seem to like it whenever we, at least whenever we talked about it in that episode. I'm going to have to listen so. to it again. <laughs> I know you listened to it because we did an episode on it. So <laughs> yeah, we'll, no, I agree. Gonna have to revise his list. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not changing. No yeah. going back. That what's done is done. It is, it is there. No, they definitely have a '90s sound in this all throughout this album, which is a nice, refreshing take. The one thing when seeing them live, which I thought was hilarious, is uh, we were totally expecting them to play track one, which is the squeeze intro, and they did not start off their show that way. And so, not even a little, we asked we asked them about it, and he's like, "Hey, we've never done that before." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I told him I told him I thought their album sounded perfectly sequenced to be a live set list in itself. And he and he was he was like, huh, I didn't really thought about that. <laughs> I don't know how you couldn't have, but OK. <laughs> All right, man. But yeah, we, so we talked about that album as well as the Foo Fighters one, actually, back in one of our Rock Roundup episodes, episode 48. So it's rocks.com slash 48. Most of these you'll be able to find more talk about if you if you so desire, yes. including well, including number seven. But before we get to number seven, what are you guys thinking about for for your tracks from this one? Dan, Dan, now he forgot about the album. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Casey? What are you thinking? Oh, there's a lot to choose from, to be honest, but I'm going to go ahead and go with the title track. Earth is a black hole. That would be my top choice for as well if I had to just pick one. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm going to drop two unless one of these track titles rings a bell for Dan in the next couple of seconds here. Well, I'm double checking, but I think it was Wear You Down is the one that like sounds familiar, but 
I mean, literally every, so you can't go wrong. You, yeah, you, you can't go <laughs> wrong. Honestly, uh, if you were going to go Earth as a black hole before me, I would have uh, also thrown out Stella in there as well. Ooh, he's going with the, the album closer, Stella. Actually, both of the album closers, because those are the last two tracks, if I remember correctly. Yes, they are. Nine and ten. All right, cool. Well, let's go with that. And I'm going to say Taste of Gasoline, which is near the front of the album, and is definitely single worthy. So those are the itch uh, approved or recommendations for where to start if you don't have time to listen to the whole album, but you do and you should. So (laughs) (laughs) moving on to number seven, another band that we did an episode on, or it was part of a a roundup. A roundup. Yep. Mm -hmm. Pop Evil, their album Versatile. And I probably am the one that championed this the most. And I had this very, very high on my list. I absolutely love this album. I, I, I could listen to this album like through and through and through and just not get tired of it. I, I actually I'm pretty sure I had a number two on my list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had it fairly high on my list. I can't remember the exact positioning right now, but uh, but it is a very solid album all the way through. <laughs> this is where we're juxtaposed because this is this is one of the ones that did not make my list whatsoever. <laughs> I I liked the album art. I thought it was amusing and weird, but I I had very little use for the album itself to be honest. And so I'm glad you didn't get tired of it. That's how I felt about the Teenage Wrist one, except for that it came out in February. By the time it actually came voting time, I actually was starting to get tired of that one <laughs> because I listened to it so much. But Pop Evil, I, I can't say I really went back to very much after the initial one. But you guys clearly uh, loved it enough that it ended up at number seven. So that's saying something. Well, and, and I mean, you know, all the streaming services and everything that I listened to, it, it played a lot. So, like, it's not just myself that was a fan of this album. There was a oh, lot yeah. of songs that have, they've released as singles. And, and the other thing that I, I just loved, I said this about the All Good Things album, is that I don't know. I was just into very uplifting albums this year. And I felt this album was another uplifting album. It was just another one that just helped build you up. And, you know, it was just one that I could relate to, like the song work. Like that's all I fucking did this year was work, 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 (laughs) (laughs) work from home. Yeah. Which just makes it feel like that's all you do when you don't, when you're not able to get out and do things. That's why we do this podcast because it's a break from the monotony. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's why I really dug albums that, that, were uplifting and that, you know, I felt this was very, uh, you know, it was catchy. It was, it rocked out. I loved a lot of the, uh, the uh, kind of was like electronic rock, you know? Yeah. I think, I think they took a, a bigger step in their career as well with this, with this album. It, it yeah. was, it was a step in the right direction. Well, and I think that's the other reason why I liked it so much because I, I've been with Pop Evil has always been one of those bands that like I want to like, but you know, there's <laughs> certain songs that I like here and there, but like this was the album that just kind of like put me over the top for them. And I really hope that they are as good live as they are on this album because yeah. that's going to be like the ultimate deciding factor. But yeah, I've, I've always liked some of their songs and I've wanted to be a big fan of them, but I've just never liked their entire album. I thought like, you know, there's just like, Oh, that's, that's a good single. That's a good single, but the album is just not that great. And I felt like this was the complete opposite of that. It was the mm. whole entire album was great. I think every single song will be played at one point on our show. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I will definitely say that they live up to their name as being pop evil on this album. And and we mentioned that in the, the episode we did on them or which, uh, also has another future top 10 album in that roundup. That is episode 59. But because every track on here, they really run the gamut of some very accessible, like 
radio rock sounds for better or worse. Um, I don't think that's necessarily a, a, a bad thing, but, uh, but they did. Yeah. They, they stretched out and they tried a few different things and they got a little bit, they got diversity in ways that is all very friendly. <laughs> they got versatile. Oh. <laughs> That's what they're going. They're really, really, you know, nail on the head. We're we're called Pop Evil. And the album is called Versatile. That's it. I mean, they just they are as advertised. You exactly. can't hate. You can't hate it. You know? <laughs> exactly as advertised. <laughs> so I'm gonna sneak in here because, to be honest, I there was only really one track on this album that I really loved, and so I'm gonna say my pitch approved track is Same Blood. We talked about that in the episode, and I thought that there was some rich lyrics going on there. The message behind that one was one I could totally get with. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with track three, Breathe Again. It's a good one. It's a little bit more on the electronic side, but it's a really awesome song. Was that one the actual like lead single from the album? I, I feel like it was, but I could be wrong. It was one of them. I, yeah, think it yeah. was, I think it was the first or second one, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're on their like fifth single, I think, that I don't know. Yeah. Uh, for for me, <laughs> there's a lot of them. I, uh, if I had to choose like one, I guess I'd go probably Survivor. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, but there's and there's a lot of them. I, I I just like I said, I love every single song on this album. There was there wasn't a bad one in my opinion, and they all mean a lot of different things to me. So yeah, and we mentioned work already, but uh, that's a that's a top one too. But that one that one always makes me think of grandson because like the even the guitar riffs sound like they're ripped straight from a grandson song. Yeah. <laughs> There's a track on this album called uh, let the chaos rain. I think it might be the first one or maybe the second it one. Yes. Yeah, and I forget if I mentioned this before, but if you go, there's a POD track called space. That was like a bonus track from their self-titled album, like 20 years ago. And this song feels like it is the exact same thing. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say they ripped it off, but it wouldn't be super surprising if somebody <laughs> heard that and was like, hey, nobody knows about this POD song. <laughs> we, we can borrow it, kind of. Uh, also, I just want to note, if they aren't, and maybe they are and I forgot, Poppy Evil and All Good Things would be very good tour mates. They would. They would yeah. mesh very well on tour. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great show. Moving on to number six. Yes. Number six, Chevelle makes it back on on the top ten on the itch year end a list with Neotiris. The album that he almost gave up music for. Or I guess Chevelle, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure glad that he didn't. Me too. Yeah. It's I there's a part of me that's wondered if Chevelle has been like sort of dying a slow death for a while, in that now there are only two of them left. Right. Like, <laughs> but, Maybe not. If they can survive with that, then think good on that. First, there was three, then there was the brother in law, and then now it's just two. (laughs) Now it's just the two brothers. (laughs) Well, what what does concern me is he, in hearing the interviews and reading the stories and stuff, it sounds like he does, he is having a hard time finding inspiration making songs. And so that that is a little bit concerning. But I will say that this album doesn't concern me because, like, this was a fantastic album. So if he uh, just keeps writing more stuff like this and less stuff like North Corridor, then we'll be great. Right. That's the thing. The, so this album, the acronym stands for nothing is real and this is a simulation. So maybe that's uh, 
maybe that's why he's going through the motions and <laughs> North Corridor was, was very disappointing. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> it was. And I think that like, you know, he, he is obviously like, you know, like you said, struggling to find a muse, uh, you know, some t- topics. And so I, I kind of liked the, the concept of this album. I, it looked like he just was, he found something that he liked to write about and just kind of went with it. And I think it worked out very well. They've always been into some strange, like, you know, the, the, like pondering things like aliens and conspiracy theories and stuff. And and one of my favorite Chevelle albums is Sci-Fi Crimes, which kind of felt like they were really leaning into exploring that. And I think they did that again here, even if you look at the album cover, which is made to look like a weird like sci-fi novel kind of thing. And then, you know, you have the songs about, you know, what's it? I'm on my way to Mars. And they kind of they kind of leaned into a theme and it felt pretty cohesive. I got to give him credit for that. Yeah, it definitely, there was definitely a concept behind this album, whether, whether it be um, sci-fi related or politically related. Yes. That's true. They like to touch <laughs> yeah. on that stuff in subtle ways. And it was all, but it was all related. You know, it was like mm-hmm. in the sense that we're destroying this planet. We got to basically leave to go elsewhere. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, I really love the concept of this album. I, I love the songs. I think that I, I'm a huge fan of when Chevelle just gets into a groove and just rocks out. And I think they did that with a lot of their songs on this album. And what's impressive about this band, this is one of the very few bands that I can say that I have continuously enjoyed since high school. They haven't fallen off. They haven't, you know, made so a, a bunch of crap albums in a row. Like, you know, they've had some ups and flows, little ups and downs, but but by and large, they remain consistent. There's very few bands from that era and from that sound that have done that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I as you know, I can't say that North Quarter is like the greatest album or like the ter- worst album because there's still a couple of tracks on there that I like. So, no, yeah, know, yeah. as much but, as we like this slam on it, like it's just the weakest of all Chevelle albums, which is not saying I mean, which is saying a lot, I should say. Yeah, yeah, it's still, and if that's your only, to me, that's probably their only one that I've really had trouble connecting with, or the one I had the most trouble connecting with, and that's not a bad deal of being around for 20 plus years. Yeah, um, right. So I'm not going to say this is my favorite Chevelle album either, but I am glad to see them back on this list, and I'm always, they're a band I'm always like happy to hear from. I like when they make music, because it's almost impossible to go wrong. And I just like the fact that they're like, you know, like you said, back on the list, but like, making i don't know uh how to say this uh going going into their their tool uh oriented riffs <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a good one but it i mean because it, it kicks off with that veruk or however you pronounce the first track uh and that's just an instrumental song and it just kicks off the album really strong yeah chevelle has always had a really good grasp of of sonics and they're they're a heavy band that sounds really good on headphones because they do a lot of weird little things in the background and there's a lot of layers to like their guitar sounds and stuff. And so I highly recommend listening to them in that atmosphere. Yeah. So my itch approved track is peach. I don't know what it is about that song. I just absolutely love it. (laughs) (laughs) I think I could guess a few, but yeah. (laughs) Peach is the one that is, that is not terribly subtly political. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one of them but yeah yeah that that song makes me laugh because just people that get so mad at political songs one way or the other 
just always cracked me up. It's like, I'm rocking out to the song. I love it. Oh, <laughs> why do you got to be so critical in your lyrics, man? Yeah. yeah. Song. <laughs> now I don't like you anymore, Chevelle. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny, too, because like, I don't care. Like, you can be political one way or the other. I'm not going to hold it against you. I might not like your lyrics as much as like, you know, I would somebody that leans my direction, but right that's your fault you know now now you just (laughs) basically kind of put yourself in a corner there (laughs) yeah you know that goes it works two ways obviously if you're you're being liberal with your lyrics then you're gonna obviously not get very conservative fans yeah the more political you get the more you uh are kind of not forcing an audience to choose but since that's how so many people think they're going yeah. to choose. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so, very true. That's why Chevelle, I think that they have done well to go somewhat under the radar. Like they always have a little bit of a weird mystery and riddle to what they're talking about. Just sometimes you can figure it out more than other times. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yeah. And I love bands that do that and artists and uh, writers. Yeah, these, these guys are good at it. I'm going to go with my H approved track as Remember When. That was, it took a while for the singles of this to grow on me i didn't love them all at first but eventually i did and that was the one that grew on me the fastest so yeah that's my track i'm glad somebody threw that one out there that's probably my number two it's great how about you casey yeah. i'm gonna go with endlessly Ooh, i'm glad somebody chose that <laughs> yep track 10 that's the, the soft one right yes yes it is. that's what i thought i love when pete has a chance to show off like his the prettiness of his voice yes and and he does that on, they always have to have an acoustic somewhere in there. And and this time they smacked it in the middle of the album instead of the end. So could have gone with Mars Simula, but I like the, the softer song. Non-single. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yes. So moving on to number five, I was super excited about this album. This is the plush self-titled album, number five on our countdown. So plush is a group of very young female artists and Good Lord, have they hit the scene and running. There is no doubt about that. Uh, from what I hear, they're phenomenal live. They've made a great impression on the on the, the fans that they've seen. They were on tour earlier this year with uh, the likes of Hailstorm and uh, Evanescence and, uh, and some other big bands, too. When Hailstorm and Evanescence, you know, kind of give you that seal of approval to take you on tour with them, that means something. Well, they got a shout out. Uh, by Disturbs David Draymond actually saying that Plush and The Warning were the future of rock, uh, which is another Warning's another uh, very young, talented female band as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but this band, Plush, I mean, the lead singer of this band, she's got pipes and she can sing and she's great at singing. uh, You know, the band's great. They have great music. They rock out. But man, she is fucking phenomenal singer. Yes. This album has, you know, 13 tracks on it. So it's it's one of the longer albums that that we have on this list. Yeah, there's no cover songs. There's no featuring artists or anything. It's all them. Right. Although it's it's funny that there's one there's one track that I thought was a cover song at first. The I think it was the don't say uh, that. Don't say that. Yeah. Because I thought it was I thought they were covering like uh, don't say that you love me or whatever. Yeah. Yep, you're right. I thought the same thing actually, but it's just it's like almost close. Like they just ripped it off. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's close, but yeah. (laughs) They're about to release a new single off this album. Uh, Better off alone. They finished the music video for it's about to debut. 
I'm definitely looking forward to that. It's just, it hits really hard. It, another one of those bands that you can tell was kind of heavily influenced by like Alice in Chains. But uh, every track on this album, I think, could be played on the radio pretty much. And will, like on our show, there's no doubt. <laughs> like, uh, you know, that's uh, that's one of the things that I had. That's one of the reasons why I had it so high on my list, because it is an album that you can put in, listen to from start to, to end, and then want to listen to it again immediately. Like it's just one of those, you're like, damn, yeah. that was so good. I got to listen to it again. <laughs> and it's, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a, a person that typically likes to listen to albums over and over again, but I, I couldn't get enough of this album, especially like when we were listening to all the top 20 albums, you know, it was 20, I think we listened to a total of four, uh, 36 albums or 37 albums or something like that at the end of the year. And I, I couldn't get enough of this album. Like I had it. That's why I had it number four on my list. It was just, it was one of them. That I just, I, I wanted to listen to more and more and more. I was su- super excited when it came up to listen to. That's why I um, never yeah. got to listen to Teenage Risk because he just was listening to yeah. Lush <laughs> on repeat over and over and over. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And it was also number four on my list as well. So that's why it got <laughs> propelled to that spot. Yep. There you go. Right at number five. The future is very bright for these, for those girls. Yeah. yeah, they keep putting out albums like this. Like I, I'm, I'm just excited to see what they're going to accomplish. You know, for a little spoiler, you know, we just mentioned the Evanescence Hailstorm, and then Dan, you saw them. They had Lilith Star opening for them, right? Yeah. And yeah. so for 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 not full spoiler, but a little hint here of what's coming in, in the rest of this list, we've got a full on girl rock tour that w- that would be fantastic in its own right. But, yeah. But before we move <laughs> move into that. <laughs> <laughs> all right it's approved tracks what are you guys thinking well the first track that i had to play on the show uh was sober i absolutely love that song mm-hmm. yeah um uh, my track probably would be the opening track athena oh man i'm gonna go with this is a toss-up for me i want to go with sorry because i the message i found was very powerful i also appreciated the song hate because it just has this nastiest intro riff and so <laughs> and hate is their first single off this or it's yeah it's one of the singles off this album they didn't choose wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> the riff is a killer and it'll it'll grab your attention if i had to throw out another one i'd say found a way like i don't know that was probably my my favorite uh my second nice. favorite or so right. yeah like i said there's not a bad track on this album you could literally no. listen to them all or put every single one of them on this list and not have a, a you know a bad track Especially once you get into the top five here, for my money, this is these are all start to finish albums. Yes, yes, um, agreed, correct. That's why they yeah. made the list. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why they made the list, and honestly, pretty much the top five could have gone anywhere, number one to number five on the list, and I would be okay with it. Yeah. Yep. I can work with that. <laughs> should we go on to number four then? We should. Agreed. We should. Speaking of <laughs> bands full of women who are awesome at what they do, the Dead Deads with Tell Your Girls It's All Right. This band, yes. I feel, just came out of nowhere mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, they've been around for a handful of years and released a couple of albums and EPs, but they uh, they came out swinging with this album. <laughs> this was a rare, a rare one where the way that we were introduced to them was because a because a rep reached out to us because you know when you've got a radio show or podcast or something you, you get solicited by bands looking for some kind of coverage and sometimes you find gems and sometimes you find not so much gems this one was a gem and 
So when we heard from them, we listened to the music they'd already put out. And we're like, this is pretty cool. Let's let's see about about this band. And we set up an interview. Um, episode 67 is our episode is our interview with Daisy Dead, who was delightful <laughs> is the word that I used. She's yes, very yes. friendly, very charming. A lot of fun to talk with. And then the album came out and it was a killer. And so it lived up to every expectation that we we hoped it would. Well, because of that interview, they actually let us listen to the album ahead of time before it actually was released. And I I think that's one thing that helped fall. Like, I, I fell in love with this album because of that. For mm-hmm. one, like, I felt special that I was listening to it before everybody else, for one. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Advanced yeah. lessons are fun. <laughs> and it was just great. Like, it was, I mean, it was amazing from start to finish, like, from a band that I knew very little about at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and, and then, like, you know, it's one thing that we mentioned, I kind of mentioned earlier. I absolutely love hearing the creative process for bands and what goes into like how they create their songs or what their where their uh, inspiration for songs come from. And she was hilarious, like her C-SPAN watching and like writing songs based off of C-SPAN lectures. I, I was I was loving it. Like I had no idea. And right. it just gave me a newfound respect for their music. Yeah, I definitely want to bring two things up about this album. Number one, when we got to listen to the album ahead of time, we actually got to listen to the additional four tracks that were released on their vinyl edition. Yes. Yeah. They were, I think they were vinyl exclusives, at least so far. Yes. I don't believe yeah, they've they been were, put out as a deluxe or anything yet. No, they were just, just for vinyl. Yeah. But uh, all four of those songs were also uh, really awesome tracks, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. So That's great. So, and the other thing... This album is was just one of those refreshing albums that you weren't expecting the ride that they take you throughout the whole album. It, it with all the horns throughout a lot of the songs <laughs> and just kind of again some of them some of it the 90s throwback there's a few of the tracks that sound like that. And then you have, you know, Disney track in the middle of <laughs> in the middle of all the craziness. Right a Disney track. <laughs> and it's and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I will say every time I listen to this album and I hear the the horns in a couple of those tracks, it just it makes me so happy to, to hear those. It they're does. Just, yes. They're just like subtly thrown in the back, but they're so horns just make songs sound fun. And so yeah, like you said, these guys covered so much ground of of rock and grunge and and different different heavy sounds that and they do it so well and i don't know it was it was a gem start to finish i actually just now as you were talking went over to their website to see about getting that vinyl that has those tracks on it um and it is long since sold out so <laughs> now i'm now i'm disappointed now they gotta release it as an ep so we can buy it online yep there we Did go you? I can get the regular vinyl, but not the double one, which I might still do. It's it would still totally be worth it. We want to support these ladies, and that's a really cool album to put on my wall, which will eventually exist. <laughs> the vinyl wall. <laughs> the vinyl wall. <laughs> Tell your girls it's all right. Would be is a is a great one to put there. Yeah. So, what would be your recommended track? For me, it's probably Thinkers and Prayers. Uh, yeah, I just absolutely love that song. That one is like a very intense, like fast paced one. Like it's the structure of that song is really interesting to me. And the concept of what they're talking about is really interesting. Yeah, I think it, it's more I think about the concept that I like 
Yeah. On that song. The song's yeah. great. I mean, it's not a bad song. I'm not saying it's a bad song by any means. It's <laughs> a great song. I just, I really like the lyrics. I'm yeah. going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Hey Girlfriend. I think that was one of the first tracks I heard of them. It was out for a while before the album. And it just, it reminded me of like Veruca Salt and the bands, that kind of band that I have always had a huge soft spot for. And so I immediately was like, okay, I can work with this. And so, so that's what I'm going to go with. For me, I'm, I'm torn between two of them. Cause I was, I was sure that one of you was going to say a certain track, but the uh, one with the I horns, was, uh, yeah. the one with the one with the, well, the, I was going to say two with both the, two, with the with, horns, with both the ones with the horns. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's the opening track sea beast, which was, I, I was going to mention, but nobody said track 10 deal with me. And I got to go with that one. Those are my other ones on the list. That's yeah, like, we've got a top yeah, four. Two. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually what I thought you guys were going to say. I was like, I oh, will just leave Sea Beast and someone will take Beast. Someone will totally say it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, now we have. We couldn't leave it out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And number three on our top twenty list is Bad Flower, and this is how the world ends. I have just become a huge, huge fan of this band, and I'm super, super sad that I missed them on Shiprocked. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely, because, you know, I'm seeing pictures and stuff, and everybody's, like, taking pictures with him. I'm like, fuck you. It's not even fair. <laughs> Me, meeting Josh Cat. Damn it. Anyway. Uh, I, no, this album is, is amazing. Uh, he, he is such a great storyteller, such a great writer. Mm-hmm. Like you just feel every single right. emotion. Like, you know, machine gun came up recently and it's just like the way he tells the story of how he got enlisted. I don't even know if it's true, but it feels like it's true. It's, it's I don't think it's about him, but yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Like it's, he's such a good storyteller that like you get everything that's going on. Like you just, you see exactly what's happening. And, and and the songs are amazing too, and it's just they're fun. They're you know they're also there's depressing stuff, and it's he's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, he, he takes you on a roller coaster emotionally. <laughs> this yeah. this was a phenomenal follow up when they when they released "Okay, I'm Sick" in 2019. Uh, I was wondering if they could top that, and <laughs> they they did basically. Yeah, with yeah. this album, <laughs> my only issue with this album is that it's I can't edit half of it. Like, right. it's just, right. like I can't like I can't play a song on the radio called fuck boy. All right. Like I want to <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's a fucking great song, but I can't play a song on the radio called fuck boy. All right. We're not going to we're not going to change it to star boy. No, <laughs> I think we could do something with that one. Have, uh, maybe maybe I'll work on that later for fun for oh you. My goodness. Or, it's your birthday present. Fook, fook boy. Bring back the beat. Wasn't that guy on the Cubs for a while? but like you know and i love how like he's you know not only is he great storyteller but he also is very he makes fun of all all kinds of shit like within their own music like for one like don't hate me i absolutely love how they completely ripped on all emo music by saying like i could be just like his band and then they play like an emo part in the middle of that song it's just great. Like he's like, oh come on, <laughs> don't hate me. I, I could be just like him. Don't. Right. Exactly. And they just ripped out an emo tune in the middle of their song. 
And it's it's funny because a lot of people would associate this band with with that style of music, but it's it's like we've coined the phrase. It's more anxiety rock. Anxiety yeah, rock. That's what it is. <laughs> yep. Grant Flower is the kings of that. Almost everything he sings is just about something that is very much bothering him, and and he can't wrap his mind around. And <laughs> and going back to a topic that we covered with the Chevelle album, uh, they kind of did that with uh, "Everyone's an Asshole." <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, and I I, I felt like that was the, his response to their to their song on "Okay, I'm Sick" because uh, "Die." Yeah. Uh, right. They got so much flack for that song on their previous album. I truly think that the "Everyone's an Asshole" is a response to that. It is, yeah. Maybe I mean, like we said, the more blatant you are about your political leanings, telling the <laughs> the commander in chief to die is pretty extreme, <laughs> and it is going to make you some friends and some enemies. And yeah. so <laughs> he, he pulls zero true. punches on that one. <laughs> he swung right. all the way for the fence. <laughs> But yeah, and I want to note how much fun these guys were live. Uh, Casey and I got to see them with Teenage Wrist and Dead Poet Society, other albums on this list. Um, and we talked about that in episode 70. Dan and I uh, watched their um, Rockville performance, which was phenomenal. And, and Casey, saw, Casey and I saw them at, at Point Fest as well. Yeah. And you guys right. saw them at Point Fest. We talked they, about they Rockville. All over the place. And, yeah. We, we talked about Rockville in episode 77. And then let me. We I'm talked about Point Fest, and we talked about Point Fest in, in our... episode sixty-eight. So there's three episodes <laughs> about about Bad Flower yeah. in some way or another this season, and so that <laughs> that shows you they deserve that number three spot. And these tracks, like we said, they run the gamut. He is unafraid to to dive into dealing with all kinds of of heavy, weighty emotional issues, and largely it's for the better. They were the only reason they were as low on my list as they were, which they were still fairly high, is because the more I listened to it, just sometimes I just didn't want to deal with the things that he was dealing with. <laughs> so it got depressing to hear sometimes. That happens with with this band in all of their songs, yeah. even with "Okay, I'm Sick" as well. You got to listen to them uh, yeah, and I then agree. listen to all good things to cheer yourself up. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like when I'm about and to go to bed, if, if I watch, <laughs> yeah, if I watch a, like a scary or dramatic show before bed, I need to watch like an episode of a comedy afterwards to, yeah, to to, to make sure we're all good. So, Bad Flower just needs somebody to balance them out. That's all. Exactly. <laughs> they I should take some super that. happy band on tour with them. Just like I don't know who, but just like the most joyful people ever. Pop evil, right? Pop evil. And <laughs> sure. And, and what's work. and what's funny? What's Fourth funny thing. about <laughs> uh, what's funny about heads. this album as as well is what they released two other singles that weren't even on this album. Yeah, they were great. Thirty and fuck the world. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> thirty. Yeah, thirty was very fun. He Katz has a um, a preoccupation with aging, and he's very freaked out about the idea of getting old. So he released the track called Thirty. Of note, he is now thirty one and a half. So <laughs> it's, it's happening. It's happening whether he wants it to or not. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right so what are you guys thinking for your for your most itch approved because i mean man it's hard to choose on this one it really is <laughs> uh, I, i'm gonna go ahead and go with uh track three family their their Ooh. lead single off this uh, album man uh, that one is a gut punch i mean yeah it, it really that one is definitely. yeah yeah i don't know like there are there's so many um 
I'd have to say probably Johnny wants to fight. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. Th- I was hoping somebody would go with that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a couple other ones that are really, really up there, but I, I don't know. There's something about that one that I just absolutely love. I know which one Aaron's going for then. <laughs> well, you, you, I was actually kind of figuring Dan would take machine gun. And so, um, which it wasn't what I was going to take. I want to draw attention to one other one, but I'm going to go with Stalker, which is <laughs> yes. which is what KC was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was so awesome seeing them perform that live, and that's uh, what makes it. He goes so manic, and it's just it's it's <laughs> creepy what, yeah. what he does, just the contorting himself in that song and the, the yeah. character. Uh, yeah, yeah. The a, only other song that I, I'd have to maybe throw out there would be Sasshole. There's so much yeah. I was going I wanted to draw a little attention to the lead track Adolescent Love which is like the softest track on the album and it feels almost out of place but that's kind of why I like it because it's just this very gentle track about an awkward teenager like who is who has this you know massive crush on a girl that and and it's just I don't know it's it's a little bit sweeter than a lot of what's left in the album Right. Um, and it just yeah. it allows him to show some of his vocals as well in a pretty way. So he shows one other she knows, but that song is just not. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> right. She knows, the best thing about she knows is that it just abruptly ends. Yeah. And I don't forget if one of you guys mentioned, but one of the guys in the band and like in a, a tweet one time said something to the effect of like, I think we forgot to finish. She knows. It's <laughs> 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 so like they clearly didn't, but I thought that was genius. It just yeah. builds and builds and then stops. It's like it's like the ending of The Sopranos. So, yeah, right about the time you think it's getting repetitive. <laughs> right. <laughs> Another song that kind of is a is a gut punch, but it's a really great song is the ending track, uh, "My Funeral." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, which they perform that live at, as their closing song as well. So can't go wrong. <laughs> Number two, the pretty reckless with death by rock and roll, and thus completes our our women of rock tour. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Plush and the Dead Dead's <laughs> opening for the pretty reckless. That would be amazing. And I truly feel this album was Taylor Mumpson stepping into rock star. Yep. Uh, I've always felt that you know she was just you know an actress trying to be a rock star because people do that, like Jericho, Chris Jericho, for instance. Like I don't know, <laughs> yeah. just. They're like, oh, you know what? Fucking Jada Pinkett Smith tried at one point. Like, you know, or Jared Leto. Yeah. Like, I'm not cool enough being an actor. I got to do I got to be in a rock band, too. And it's like (laughs) I always felt that it wasn't it wasn't true. It wasn't like, you know, legit. But this album, it is like she's she's a rock star now. There's no doubt. She is a, she is vetted that her band is her band's always been amazing. Like I've always had mad respect for her band since I saw them live. But like I, I truly love the fact that her and the guitarist wrote this album together. There's just so much chemistry and it, it's so much heart and soul in this album. And I, I it's it's fucking awesome. It's a great album. And the album was very strongly influenced by her coping with the the death of their longtime friend and producer, um, a guy named Cato Candwala. And so like that, this is a deep album and it's, I, I mean, I'd call it a concept album probably if yeah. it's very yeah. close. Yeah. It very, it's very thematic. At least there's, you, you notice right. a lot of themes running throughout the tracks and it, it blends so perfectly. Like Dan said, this was them like leveling up multiple levels, maybe in the same, in the same moment 
<laughs> with this album. Yeah. When she's come out saying that if it wasn't for this album, writing this album with her guitarist, she probably would have spiraled down into a, a black hole and, and mm, just, right. you know, probably gone the way of, uh, you know, her other idol that kind of sent her down, which was, which was Chris Cornell. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which there's a fantastic track on here that features members of Soundgarden, yes. which is pretty awesome. And yeah, because I think that's exactly what that song is about is only love can save me now. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, she was just down and out and felt that there was nothing that to live for, basically. You know, I have to say, though, real quick, I, I, I absolutely love rock music for this fact. Like, I, you know, and I'm sure that there's other music to help uplift people, but like that's what I truly love about rock music is not only that it is, it is music inspiring and helps you get you out of places. People write music to get them out of certain dark places, but it, it's also the, the community. Everybody's very uplifting. Like there's, there's not a very, a lot of negative stuff in the rock community. And it's, I just absolutely love it. That's one reason why I absolutely love rock music. Uh, and, and I think this album is, is kind of one of those, uh, you know, true rock feelings, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is some very pure rock and roll. Yeah. And, and it, and it also, it really can help people through. It was therapeutic for her and it's therapeutic for a lot of other people, I suspect. Yeah. And one of the things that I enjoyed just kind of when we did that episode doing research for it, what I believe, I believe it was, what was it? 25 when she, she got some feedback from people and she's like, I think I'm getting good at this. Yeah. Songs. (laughs) She's starting to believe in herself a little bit there. We talked about this album in depth in episode 42. So if you want to go back and hear that one, um, you're more than welcome. Again, this one came out on February 12th, the same date as the Teenage Wrist one. And as much as I was excited about the Teenage Wrist one and still held it, you know, in high regard, this was the first album, like right off, this is one of the first albums we heard of the year, because usually January is pretty slow for album releases. Yeah. The first albums that we heard this this past year, and immediately we we're all like, yeah, that's going to be a top album of the year contender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we knew it, and it stuck the whole year long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which yes, is very hard for hard, almost any album to do. Yeah, and especially for all three of us to pretty much be in agreement right off the bat, which I believe that we were. So yes. there's something special about that. So yes. what are you guys? What are you guys saying? Keeping as your as your itch approved tracks from from the Pretty Reckless. I'm going to go with track three, and so it went, featuring Tom Morello. Tom Morello track, always a winner. Another of the million things he did this year as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, there's there's a lot. I would probably go with, uh, it's in my bones. Like I don't know, There's just something about that song I just absolutely love. Okay. I'm going to go with... Uh, hmm. And Death by Rock and Roll itself is tempting, but I'm going to go with the closer, uh, Harley Darling, which is very, I don't know, it's just very, doesn't, if I remember right, that the track, the whole concept of it is basically just ends, the album just ends with her getting on a bike and riding away, which is just, yeah. it seems mm-hmm. just very like visually fitting to the concept of what's happening in this album. Um, and especially well, and because Harley, yeah, was what took Kato's life, essentially. Exactly. Yeah. That that kind of, I don't know if we've called it a metaphor, but the symbolism and the and the, the continuity there of, of the bike being present. So very powerful stuff there. All that brings us up to number one. We finally yes. made it. Another one that came out of nowhere. I didn't know who this artist was until a couple months, maybe before this album came out. <laughs> I don't think you guys did either. If I, unless I'm mistaken. No. Yeah. No, it was really weird. I started seeing his name be like put with all these 
big uh, festivals and he was like the top billing. And I'm like, who the hell is this Aaron Jones guy? And for one, like you saw it and I'm like, is this a Aaron? Is this Iron? Like it's I, yeah, it's Aaron. Like, uh, it is Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. And like, and everybody started talking about him too. Like I was hearing it in the chats, like, oh, this, this, this new song by this guy is amazing. And like, yeah. And then we saw him, well, I got to see him live on Rockville and that was the kind of the, the tipping point for, for me as a, as a fan. Yeah, he put out Child of the State in May, uh, a few singles before that, and it was just freaking killer. Yeah, this whole album from start to finish, you don't want to turn any track off. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and then like you just want to listen to it again and again and again because they're just it's just amazing. Like every single song is is great. There, the guitar and almost in every song is just amazing. Uh, but the band itself is really good too. He got himself an all-star cast of in his band. It's one of those things where it almost makes me wish they were a, a quote a full band in name and not just Aaron Jones. Those guys deserve that recognition too. Although I I guess now that I think about it, in most regular bands, as we talked about with the Oxys, <laughs> um, you know your your primary singer or guitarist is going to be the guy who gets all the publicity and all the interviews and stuff anyway. So it would still be Aaron, but his team was awesome. And and his album was awesome. The dude just has guitar chops for days and and so much soul in what he sings about going through the pain of of basically being abandoned uh, as a child. And hence the the album Child of the State. I don't know. It's just it's some rich stuff. And that the guitar sounds right, right off the bat. The beginning of that album, they suck you in so quick. Well, he's great at bringing you through his experiences. You know, they start with like Boys from the Puget Sound, where they literally got the you know cops called on them for just being a rock band. Yep. Uh, yeah. And so, like, that's what I absolutely loved. Like, there's so much soul, there's so much of, of himself in this album, and you you get to kind of go through his experiences th- with some beautiful music added to it. Yeah, he's uh, he is a very he's been compared to a lot of of the guitarists that people know of. Right. Yeah. And uh, I think he's got some of that potential in him. Yeah. He's, he's definitely that tier of uh, guitarist for sure. And uh, if we were, were to give recommended tracks, which honestly, I think all three of us <laughs> would say, just listen to the whole thing. Right. Yeah. But, but uh, <laughs> uh, for me, it'd be track three, take me away. I think that's probably the one I would most pick to recommend to. Um, if I had to pick another one, though, I, the boys from the Puget Sound, like I said, that lead track. Uh, one thing I like about Aaron is he wears his love for Seattle on his sleeve. They're very yeah. known for for covering Seattle bands, particularly Nirvana. They, right. did a, they do a fantastic cover of Breed live. So the boys from the Puget Sound, just that that, like I said, that guitar sucked me in immediately and I was hooked for the rest of the album. So that would be my choice. Uh, for me, it'd be uh, either between Supercharged or Killing Season. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Supercharged is like the single. So I, if I had to go non-single, I'd probably go Killing Season then. There you go. But yeah, the the whole background of him being more or less discovered by Sir Mix-a-Lot is crazy. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> it's It's just a wild story that where he came from and how he got propelled to where he is now. <laughs> yeah. I hope he just keeps putting out more music like this. I mean, I, I was, I was in love with this album. It's, it's great. And I hope that uh, 
he just keeps putting out more and more while he, while while we can still listen to him you know <laughs> we've talked to three of the artists on this list already we would love to talk to more of them and and aaron jones in particular somebody just super high on my list of like i i want to we get have to try that we, yeah <laughs> I, right. I, I want to have a conversation with this dude he just kind of is one of those guys who reeks of being cool and being like that dude would be fun to speak with or to hang out with and so i don't know it would just be cool it would just be fun so you know we gotta we, most of these artists are on our list to at least make an attempt to speak with but he in particular is is high is very very high up so hopefully that's something you can look forward to in 2022 one can only hope <laughs> yes sir i shouldn't make any pro- i'm not making any promises but you know we're gonna try we're gonna try all right well that is the itch's top 10 just to recap number 10 we had all good things with the hope and hell number nine oxymorons with their ep mohawks and do-rags number eight was teenage wrists earth is a black hole number seven pop evil versatile number six chevelle returns with near ts number five plush with their self-titled album number four the dead deads with tell your girls it's all right Number three, Bad Flower with This Is How The World Ends. Number two, The Pretty Reckless, Death By Rock and Roll, and The Itch's number one album of 2021, Aaron Jones with Child of the State. Whew, y'all got a lot of listening to do. <laughs> yep, you better, better get out there and get to work. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Phenomenal list. Stay tuned. Later this week, we will be dropping uh, the winners of the 2021 Itch Awards. Uh, there were seven categories in that, and we're looking forward to uh, finding out who wins and then letting y'all know. So let us know what you think. Uh, what was your top 20 or top 10 albums of 2021? Did we get it right or are we way off? Who knows? <laughs> I think we got it right, obviously. But I'm a little biased. I think unequivocally, it is, it's empirically provable that we got it right. no one ever argues with a list dan come on (laughs) (laughs) next week we'll be scratching the itch to defend ourselves because people will tell us how dumb we are (laughs) it's it's inevitable no but we actually the the people that we interact with that do provide feedback and and talk about episodes and stuff like that they are they're good about how they do it and they give us a lot of insight into they give us a lot of insight into other good music to listen to and to look into. So we got good people to listen to this show is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And up next week, the top 10 worst albums of 2021. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's not true, but Wait. I am a little curious now. <laughs> it's just 20 albums of Kanye West. So. No. <laughs> oh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know if he came out of an album. I have no idea. I just don't you mean, like you mean yay? Yeah. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> anyway. Change his name for tax for tax purposes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We got to go. <laughs> we do. Well, thank you very much for listening to the Itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock that list. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. 
And you can interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com. All at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.